0: Hello and welcome to The Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up-to-date with news you can use. I'm Julie Holland.
1: And I'm Nick Spasic. The Carnage Report is part of the CinePunks podcast. Family, go to CinePunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business, Twitch of the Death Nerve, and Tomb of Ideas.
0: If you want to help support CinePunks and ultimately this show, you can become a CinePunks Patreon subscriber at Patreon.com slash Cinepunks, which is spelled C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X.
1: Also, please go check out these great sponsors like Essex Coffee Roasters. Essex Coffee Roasters offers specialty-grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience. Essex is committed to accessible quality coffees, offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers. Essex Coffee Roasters believes you don't have to be a coffee expert to enjoy a great cup of coffee. Right now, if you go to their website, EssexCoffeeRoasters.com, And you use the promo code CINEPUNKS, you get 10% off your order.
0: Another great sponsor is the Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, who are the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley and also maybe the world. They will give you personal, personable and professional service with a punk rock attitude. Uh, They are here for all of your printing needs, shirts, hats, anything that can be printed on. They are happy to print it for you. Any weird idea, they are happy to make it reality and you can find them at xlvacx.com.
1: And now it is time for the setup where we get to know each other and you get to know us a little bit. And uh, the question this week uh, is, uh, as per usual, tied to our feature presentation. Um, And my question to you, Julie, is have you ever posted something online for clout? And if so, what?
0: I tried to think about this. And my head naturally goes to videos because that's so much of what's going on in our feature presentation. And although I am what some people might call a very online person, I am always behind as far as technology. Like when I was most out and about, I did not even have a camera phone. They probably weren't even a thing, you know, in my 20s when I was really out and about and doing things. But I'm not a person who takes a video, even at a concert or even things to take pictures most of the time. So, I don't think I ever have posted anything online to try to draw attention so much. I mean, unless you just are really into crocheted items, that's usually pretty much the extent. Just opinions and things I've made. I'm not great at, you know, capturing a moment and then putting it out for the world. I've, I joined TikTok and I made a total of one video, and it was just my dog walking around the backyard because I was just playing. And when I used a filter and set some music to it, it looked like a tiny horror movie. So I was like, oh, I'll post that because that's fun. And that's all I've got on there. <laughs> that's it. How about you?
1: I feel like the thing I probably do the most is posting like pictures from shows I'm at. Like definitely I there was a period of time, like I think pre-COVID when I was definitely like going to more big shows a week before I like had like a staff over at the pitch like of people who could do stuff like when I was doing that like I would constantly like make sure that like if I was shooting photos from the pit I would like have my camera out to get like good like weird angles to be able Mm -hmm. to like post stuff like right then and there and like hashtag the shit out of everything and I did that a lot and then uh post COVID I have just been like
0: no nah, that's too much work yeah it's a lot and you know if you're there if you're this show because you're simply there for work that's one thing but if you're really trying to enjoy it it's hard to post a lot of photos because you're trying to enjoy it
1: yeah the 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 thing was i part of the reason i stopped it is because it was getting really irritating that somehow by some fluke the best shot of the night would be some like thing that i just got with my phone as opposed to like the stuff i'm working with with like a, yeah like an actual dslr camera like it's really irritating to be like oh the best shot i got was one that i shot with in my samsung android phone
0: i mean phone cameras are getting really good but yeah i get that but <laughs> i yeah, do appreciate I, I like your show photos and i appreciate that it's not i i really hate show videos oh no no there are some like i don't know if you you probably follow sid from too much rock his are fine that's what he does he makes videos that i accept but people who are just like you know in their instagram stories or whatever it's just video after video after. i'm like watch the show watch the- i don't want to watch the show or i'd be at the show you watch the show nobody yeah, it- wants your video <laughs>
1: also like i don't like i want what Sid does like I want like a good steady like I want the full song like I don't need yeah. 30 seconds of a, a a blurry like blown out 30 second clip With you like, screaming that's... along I know it's just like ugh. like I can't I, I will occasionally just get bored on like a Sunday evening and just start finding like live videos on YouTube and like watching them on the TV and just having my own private MTV moment mm-hmm and, oh, the number of times we've, like, Tanya's been like, this sounds horrible. And I was like, yep, next video. Like
0: That's the deal on some of them, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, that says HD 4K, and I don't think that's true at all.
0: <laughs> so how about you guys out there? Have you ever posted something online for clout? Have you ever captured a wild and candid moment at a party or an event or anything? We'd love to hear about it. Have you ever,
1: like relentlessly uh, mentioned uh, celebrities uh, about things you've done in an order in in an effort to get them to retweet it or (laughs) repost.
0: I have definitely seen people do that and I feel embarrassed for them.
1: (laughs) Oh, the, the secondhand embarrassment is very real in those cases.
0: Yes. Cringe city. But if you've done it, we still want to know about it and we might cringe a little bit for you, but we will still love you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. time for new nightmares this is our roundup of trailers new to streaming coming to theaters little bits of news all kinds of horror stuff kick us off nick
1: so like TerrorVision, um the music and film releasing offshoot of um Greyface records um has been talking like they got brad henderson working for them and we talked a, a lot about their big list of what they had like their next 50 releases was coming and then Last week, they did a late night um, sort of YouTube thing where they announced like what they were going to be doing. And it is now 13 weeks of Halloween. So starting August 1st and running through October 31st, every Tuesday, there will be Terror Vision Tuesday announcing records, tapes, movies. They've announced pretty much everything that's coming. And it's just it's crazy. Like it is Mm -hmm. madness like everything from a 1911 silent italian film called dante's inferno to um a new version of rocktober blood um just a a kevin costner erotic thriller uh
0: (laughs) who doesn't uh, want that
1: uh a documentary about jim Wynorski, um an indonesian film called the devil's sword uh, and, uh, like, uh, up to and including the SOV classic wood chipper massacre. Um, <laughs> yeah, follow them online and, oh God, like, I, I don't have any money right now. So I, this is actually like purely theoretical for me. I'm just like, oh, well, this is nice. Hopefully yeah. they don't sell out.
0: <laughs> if nothing else, it's fun to look at and to know that it's out there. Someone's getting it. I'm, I'm very curious. I've never heard of this. Um seemingly a horror movie called shrek yeah, which evidently
1: it is a a like lost film like one of those where it's like it came out very briefly and then it you know existed in bootlegs and now you can get your hands on a real copy of it so yeah
0: i'm always excited Wild stuff. all right and other halloween things that you can buy i made a, a little section today called Toy Talk, because there's a few little toys coming out. And the first one that we're going to talk about is that Mattel is turning Annabelle from the Conjuring franchise into a Monster High doll. And I don't know how many of you stop in the toy section, but I tend to. And as a as a girl who grew up with Barbie to come into the toy section and see the Monster High dolls, I'm always like, oh, man, I wish they had these when I was a kid. And I want to buy them now, but it doesn't make any sense. I can't promise I won't buy Annabelle, though. She looks really cool. I mean, she's got that Monster High doll shape and face. She doesn't look a lot like the Annabelle doll that we would have seen in the movies, but she still looks really, really cool. And I am very interested in her. And that's cool that they've done a tie-in like that. I love um, the fact
1: that they're referred to as Scullector dolls.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they get so punny in all of their names. If you read the boxes, they're all really punny and. Spooky and I'm just glad that girls have this sort of thing to to turn to because I was a creepy girl and I like that there's more creepy girls coming up.
1: The best note in the details about this is what it comes with. One of the things is specially designed premium packaging comes with a warning label that advises against opening. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's like that's chef's kiss. Perfect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And her little dress is so cute. It's got blood drips running down. Oh, I kind of, I'm kind of tempted to to make this dress and and be Annabelle Halloween, Annabelle Monster High for Halloween because it's really cute.
1: <laughs> Speaking of really cute, um, the unofficial mascot of Spirit Halloween, uh, Trick or Treats Sam, uh, is getting its own special uh, Halloween spirit. Funko Pop that features a flocked pajama thing. Um, and it looks adorable and like fuzzy. And like, how many, God, oh, so many, so many Funko Pops out there, so many horror related Funko Pops. But oh, do I need this? No, do I want it so I can just like quietly like rub off all of the felt? Um, (laughs) yeah, like, yeah. No, like, uh, I mean, like, I feel like Spirit Halloween is going real big this year. This is just like the the tip of the iceberg and stuff that they're offering, including a six foot tall Mars Attacks animatronic alien. Um, Amazing. I have been very definitively told that I didn't even ask. I just talked about it. And I was very specifically like, no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> fair. I don't know if you clicked through on their. Apparently, Sam is part of their horror babies line. <laughs> which also features Pennywise, Skullface, no, Ghost Face, sorry, burp, and um Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Leatherface, then they're babies, like Muppet babies, but horror babies, they're so cute. <laughs> I
1: don't know which one is cuter. I don't know which one is it either Sam or like I'm saying either Sam or Ghostface are the most adorable.
0: I kinda want baby Pennywise. <laughs> uh,
1: no clowns in my house. <laughs>
0: i love clowns all right final toy news full moon is unleashing a wave of blind box toys depicting tiny terrors with various horror icons from full moon so you know they're unhinged um we got the puppets from the puppet master series i think we got the the uh, haunted bong here it looks like to me the what
1: evil bong
0: evil bong that was it sorry um I am not really a fan of Blind Box because I'm like, I want to know what I'm getting. But these could get me if I see them at the checkout somewhere, some little store, because I don't think there's anything in it that I wouldn't want because they're all ridiculous. And I love the Puppet Master puppets, so I'm here for the tiny terrors.
1: Well, they're called tiny terrors, and they're also like all like the very tiny little creatures from mm-hmm. all of their different movies. Like, I, I, the Ginger Dead Man one, yes, it's surprisingly my favorite of all of these. Like, I really thought it was going to be, you know, like obviously Blade is sort of like the mm-hmm. Uber, um, you know, puppet master thing, but like, not gonna lie, Ginger Dead Man, like, it looks horrible and gross, and uh, I love it,
0: yeah. Yeah, these are cute. You should uh, Google these and have a look at these if you haven't seen them because they're adorable.
1: They're kind of pricey, but
0: yeah, that's my other problem with the blind box. They're always pricey. And I'm like, but I don't know what I'm getting. Why would I pay them?
1: Why would I pay $15 and like get stuck with something that sucks? Yeah. yeah. Um, So we got a trailer. For The Exorcist Believer, which is uh the latest requil from David Gordon Green. Um, one hundred percent. Uh it's got Ellen Burstyn in it. Um mm-hmm. and playing Chris McNeil, and it's got two uh young women who are possessed. Um and they oh man, like they, they tease that theme. Off and on through the entire trailer until until yeah. it finally hits. But it's got Leslie Odom Jr. in it and Ellen Burstyn, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Arr. but it looks so Bloomhouse, like it looks so very very Bloomhouse. But let's let's talk about the plot synopsis. Mm-hmm. Since the death of his pregnant wife in a Haitian earthquake 12 years ago, Victor Fielding has raised his raised their daughter Angela on his own but when Angela and her friend Catherine disappear in the woods only to return three days later with no memory of what happened to them it unleashes a chain of events that will force Victor to confront the nadir of evil and in his terror and desperation seek out the only person alive who has witnessed anything like it before Chris McNeil
0: I think it looks good I don't care that it looks plum housey and also props to them for not using that Imagine Dragons song. if They're going to call it believer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not I... saying they won't still, maybe they're still working on rights, but Imagine Dragons doesn't seem to tell anyone no for that song. So hopefully they just stay away from it.
1: <laughs> yeah. They keep advertising the Imagine Dragons live concert on whenever I'm watching stuff on Hulu. And so like, I just keep like, as soon as you said that, I just heard that in the back of my head. and I was like, I just got it out sorry (laughs) but i mean i'm totally gonna go see it like i mean we get it on october 13th in the theater Mm -hmm. it's it's gonna be a trilogy though so
0: god everything's a trilogy now God,
1: god damn it
0: yeah i mean i know people feel some kind of way about david gordon green but i'm open to it i'm not I know I say this about things all the time because I'm, I guess I'm just not precious about most things, but I'm not precious about The Exorcist and especially the sequels. So, you know, that's all right. Let's reboot it. Let's see what happens. It looks scary. It looks intense. It does Hopefully look Hopefully It's intense. not three hours long, is my a, biggest hope.
1: I have become a big fan of like the, like, this is definitely turning into a trope. Thanks. Like, going back to it, I think, like, just like a kid, just like screaming, like a couple of very creepy words like just mm-hmm. even ever in intensifying uh volume uh and yeah is it turning into a cliche yes do i still love it also
0: yes is it still creepy yes because yes. Be- <laughs> kids are creepy when they're doing stuff like that <laughs> mm-hmm. all right next trailer is bad things this is i think streaming on shutter now maybe it just what's the date 18th so next in a couple of weeks so not quite yet i got ahead of myself but on the 18th it'll be on shutter this is a writer director stuart Thorndike. the contemporary riff well no that her 20 in 2014 she had a contemporary riff on rosemary's baby this is a contemporary riff on the shining and it just this trailer it's very the shining oh, it yeah. is heavily the shining but it does look good. It stars uh, Gail Rankin. I don't know if you guys will recognize her, but if you watched Glow, she was Sheila the She-Wolf, who was my favorite. So I'm very excited to see her because I think that she is uh, such an interesting actress. Um, I think she's going to do a good job. It also has Molly Ringwald. So mm-hmm. you know we're in. We love, we love us on Molly Ringwald. Um, here's the synopsis. When a group of friends escape the city to spend the weekend in an abandoned hotel, a pervading, eerie energy begins to illuminate the cracks in their little family unit. Ruthie Nod inherits the hotel from her grandmother, and with bad childhood memories threatening to burst to the surface, Ruthie wants to sell the hotel and never return, but her partner Cal drags her there in the hopes of returning it to its former glory. They are joined by their amiable friend Maddie and mysterious grifter Fran Whose unhinged seduction threatens to drive a wedge between the couple as the friends cook, dance, flirt, and fight up and down the halls of the hotel. They begin to find themselves indelibly, indelibly entwined in the hotel's seductive embrace and start doing bad things to each other. That does not come across in the trailer. The dancing, no. flirting, cooking, and fighting, and just none of that. I don't see any of that in the trailer. So,
1: uh, I mean, you do have somebody like sitting in a robe. the end of a stairwell just like starting up a chainsaw uh yeah that could have been the trailer and i'd be like okay that seems uh, i'll go see that like that's a very disturbing image but yeah
0: i'm excited for this one this looks although it does look like heavy-handed shining tribute it does look really good so i'm excited to check it out
1: listen like the simpsons did a heavy-handed like shining parody, and it's like one of the best treehouse of horror installments out there. So, like,
0: yeah, there's worse subject matter you could lean on. Yeah,
1: you know, like, I mean, you know, stealing from a classic, you know, mm-hmm. there are worse things.
0: So good that I think it happens again in our next trailer. Yeah,
1: 100%. Uh, <laughs> set on halloween 1938 uh coming from uh gary shore director of uh dracula untold is called haunting of the queen mary um it will be released in select theaters and on demand on august 18th and uh they actually shot it on the real queen mary in long beach california um that's cool uh, one of the creepier installments ever of the uh (laughs) like uh various unsolved mysteries ghosts things um Uh, but this one uh, i believe the uh, plot summary is it is a psychological horror film film which explores the mysterious and violent events surrounding one family's voyage on halloween night and their interwoven destiny with another family on board the infamous ocean liner present day um trailer doesn't do a super good job of like letting me (laughs) know like i was just like are they jumping around in time does it take place in 1938 does it take place now like it's um, that it, it, it looks kind of like a mess. It's good. Alice Eve is still getting work, but um,
0: yeah. This trailer did not move me per se. No. I'm interested in the lore of the Queen Mary, but eh.
1: yeah. Like I honestly, I feel like I'll probably just go back and rewatch the 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 little segment from Unsolved Mysteries. One of the few segments that actually like made me like sleep in my parents' bedroom with the light on. <laughs> <laughs> like that move. Like that. Part creep me out, and I'm still, Duh. yeah. Eh, it looks fine. Um, definitely not going to make an effort to see this in the theater. But this, I, I feel like this is a, a a slam, but not really against the service. More about the films that pop up on it. I feel like it's gonna show up on Tubi in time for Halloween, so I'll just watch it then.
0: Yeah, seems fair. All right. Next up to me, this feels this movie feels like it's been out forever, but it actually hasn't. It's just been at festivals for like doing the circuit for like a year. Mm-hmm. Um, Satanic Hispanics. We finally have a trailer for this is a Latino filmmaker anthology. I feel like we've probably talked about it, but until now, until soon, you haven't been able to see it as a general public, probably unless you were partaking in some film festivals but you will be able to see it in theaters on September 14th and there is a trailer for it the trailer is chaotic because it's an anthology and it's hard to make a trailer that is not chaotic um but the filmmakers involved are Mike Mendez who you might know from Big Ass Spiders Alejandro Brujes I wish it was better (laughs) Why he did One of the Dead Gigi Saul Guerrero has done all kinds of stuff, including Culture Shock. Eduardo Sanchez uh, did the Blair Witch Project remake, right? I think that was the remake. And Damien Rugna did Terrified which, so aptly named. That movie was really terrifying. Um, I've seen this a couple of times. I love it. I think it's really great. Um, I love an anthology, and this one nails it.
1: Yeah, I watched the. I was rewatching this trailer this morning, and Tanya was like, "Oh, what's this? When's this coming out?" And she is like, like as soon as she saw, like essentially, like the. Well, if you look at the image for the trailer, it's very, and you hear her in the trailer. It's like she's like, "Oh, la llorona," It's just like I'm down. Let's go see this.
0: The trailer leans really heavily on Gigi's segment, which is a kind of a woods witch situation, which really appeals to us witchy
1: girls (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i'm i'm i ever since they announced this i was really excited about it and know that it's finally coming out i'm curious as to like what select theaters means uh yeah it means we get like a like a fathom events thing so i or Mm -hmm. some way so i here in lawrence can go see it without having to make an hour drive um to casey but if that's my only option i might have to work that out yeah uh i don't know if i want to see this or not but i like i I do i I don't know if i just like the idea uh matthew goodhue uh it's called slother house um and here we go a senior year of college for sorority sister emily young and for the first time ever sigma lambda theta is having elections for who will be president wanting to have a killer year emily young realizes she might just be the best option for her sorority while beginning her campaign she finds an adorable sloth that steals her heart and soon realizes she might just steal the hearts and votes of her sorority sisters but when bodies slowly begin to pile up in the sigma lambda theta house emily and her sorority sisters realize the deaths are being caused by their new house mascot the cuddly sloth alpha Will Emily and her sisters escape the house with their lives, or will this death sloth with three (laughs) razor-sharp claws too quick for them?
0: Um, The sloth in this is adorable.
1: I know, like, I know it's 100% like a puppet. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, first of all, props to a puppet.
0: Yeah. It's a cute puppet. I'm here to watch a sloth murder some people.
1: (laughs) I just want it to be, like, a constant parody of, like, the slow stock like just the yes, yes. movie, <laughs> but it's adorable because like sloths just always look like they're kind of smiling
0: i also like the uh she's a bit in the jungle she's a beta but here she's an alpha <laughs> <laughs> oh <How>? uh, <laughs> i love
1: the fact <laughs> the tagline by the way also is don't rush die slow oh 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 so punny so great like
0: and the poster is actually really really good
1: it is like uh yeah like uh the
0: sloth is doing kind of a mr burns thing over the uh, sorority sisters. fingers, i think is yes I uh
1: yeah no uh it looks extraordinarily stupid but yeah it looks extraordinarily stupid in like a velocipaster like carousel mm-hmm. sort of way where it's like this is dumb but this is dumb that's just like We're having fun with this. This is an idea that went too far, and we're just going to keep going with it.
0: We talked about it, and someone was like, do it, and now we did it.
1: (laughs) I know you get to see it. Let's have fun. Yeah.
0: And the fact that the puppet looks pretty good, like, does it look like a real sloth? Of course not. But it, it looks like a decent puppet, at least. So...
1: Yeah, it's very like going back to like what we were talking about earlier it's a very much like a full moon level style puppet where it's just like oh is it real no but is it does it work for what they're doing absolutely
0: yeah i'm excited to see it i don't know and will it get to our theaters i don't know but hopefully we can see it some way somehow and in other horror comedy kind of stupid we've got a trailer for hashtag chad gets the axe um this is like a group of youtubers so you know you already hate them and (laughs) so it's a found footage thing uh and i it looks like a guy collects well there's probably a synopsis (laughs) like i could read instead of just telling you what it looks like um chad gets the axe is a funny commentary on influencer culture and the hunger for popularity that's not really a synopsis um so these these kids these youtubers go to a haunted house and it you know to me the trailer was super similar to like deadstream but with more people and more ways to be obnoxious the guy in deadstream just had the one way to be obnoxious now we've got like four different ways to be obnoxious so it looks kind of fun it's from the horror collective it's going to be on demand september 1st directed by travis bible stars some people that i'm pretty unfamiliar with but it could be fun you know I think it's great when you uh start a film with all unlikable characters so that I'm ready to watch anyone die. <laughs>
1: um I watched the I have you can watch the the original short on on YouTube um which is it's kind of fun. Like I mean like if you like Deadstream you'll it is 100% a lot of the same only with a much more like d- douchey kind of character like really Mm -hmm. leans into it um yeah Yeah, it's it's kind of stupid uh like i really enjoyed it like i giggled through the entire thing like i wasn't expecting like it but yeah if you've seen Deadstream, you're gonna see a lot of like things in common like Mm -hmm. uh but i like the fact that like the the full-length one like expands the character base and things like that. I think it really gives it an opportunity to kind of differentiate itself from Deadstream, mm-hmm. um, which I mean I feel like it's going to definitely get compared to, especially considering how well that movie has been received.
0: Yeah, yeah, this one could be fun too. I like. I'll give it a try. It it looks fun enough that I'll give it a try.
1: Yeah the the the. The guy who plays Chad is the same one from the original short, and he is just like so exceptionally great at being a dick in the original. He, so, <laughs> original he looks short, very
0: so. Chad like, <laughs> very punchable. Um, yeah. <laughs> as they, as they say.
1: yeah. Have you seen the group chat? And doing it again tonight? Huh? huh? No. Please. It's my mom's remembrance day.
0: I just want to forget about it. Huh? huh?
1: I'll do it. Yeah. Cannot go for more than 90 seconds. Am I clear? What happens after 90 seconds? Don't,
0: me. Don't me. want to stay. Light the candle to open the door. Blow it out to close it. Put your hand on it. Now say, Talk to me. Talk
1: to me. What did the hand feel like? Felt amazing. I could see and feel everything on the other side. Huh?
0: So my mom... She was trying to reach out. I'm <sighs> here.
1: Still been saying stuff. You
0: mean saying stuff?
1: What if we open the door but we didn't shut it? Oh my
0: god, they followed us! I like it. They're not gonna stop.
1: No, never gonna stop! And now it is time for our feature presentation. This episode, we're talking about Talk to Me, directed by Danny and Michael Philippou. What's it about, Julie?
0: When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces.
1: This is a movie that is very difficult to discuss without spoiling it, because, like... I feel mm-hmm. like even talking about the things that happen in the opening moments of the movie kind of spoil it.
0: Yeah, you really hopefully have seen this before listening. If not, you might put it on pause because I think seeing this in the theater is really what you want to do if you can. If you can't get to the theater, I understand. But if possible, seeing it in the theater is going to make it so much better. Although I am excited for it to come out where I can watch it with subtitles because it is very Australian. And I have seen it three times, and only on the third time did I catch some things where I was like, I know what they're saying now.
1: <laughs> it's very Australian. Like, I guess that's a good place to start as any. Like, it's very, uh, like, a lot of Australian accents, but it's also, like, in the, I feel like the first, like, half of the movie, there's a lot of dialogue that is kind of whispered or delivered, like, sotto voce, like. mm mm-hmm. And it is kind of hard to tell what's going on. Like, it's not quite like a Dogme 95 audio, but it's 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 a little it's a little rough in some of the more intimate scenes to like figure out what people are saying to each other. Not just accent wise, just volume wise.
0: And they have some slang that we don't use that took me some time to be like, oh, they're they're saying this. It's just we don't say it that way. You know, Like when they say where we might say, can you come to my house? They just say, can you come to mine? And, you know, until you hear that a few times, you're like, oh, okay. They're saying, you know, you figured out. It's not like you get left behind because of that. But some of the slang, you're like, oh, I miss that. And I li- there's, I've been listening to an Australian podcast for like over 10 years. So I have some Australians laying down, but some of it still escapes me.
1: It is uh, like I do like the fact that like this. I think for uh I guess the best way to put this is like for us uh, olds uh is that like it is not just another world in that it is on the other uh it is in another hemisphere on uh, on the other side of the world from us but it is also uh it is a a a world we do not exist in um in terms of like how that level of social media
0: Yeah it is these are teens and they are very they are very very online And they are recording everything on their phone, hence our question today. So if you haven't seen this, it's because the whole kind of premise is that these kids have seen these parties on, I don't know, Snapchat, TikTok, probably Snapchat, it seems like they talk about, but where their people are, appear to be getting possessed in this party game. And, you know, so we start off with Mia, her mom has passed away a couple years prior Her her dad is really kind of disconnected. He's obviously grieving. She's grieving. She spends most of her time with her friend Jade and Jade's family—her her her mom and her brother Riley—and um, she just, you know, she wants to go to this party. She wants to kind of get out and see what these other kids are doing. And they're Mia and Jade are kind of the good girls, and so going to parties is not something they do. And people think Mia's weird, and they go, and then you know they get too wrapped up in this game. And it leads to bad stuff because you shouldn't play those kind of games, teens.
1: <laughs> this is a movie that is like, is it about addiction? Is it about grief? Is it yes, about yes. self-medication? Yes. Um, <laughs> the answer is yes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's. Great, because it's like this sneak attack. I feel like the, the the way the movie works is that you're watching it and you're just like, oh, it's about possession. And then you kind of realize it's like, oh, we're talking about a lot of yeah. things.
0: It's really, really well crafted. I mean, this is Danny and Michael's first movie, first feature. They've been they've had a successful YouTube channel, apparently for quite some time. Um, That's amazing for a first movie to be so fleshed out and well realized and the characters are so rounded and you just know them you and you like them like it's not like a typical teen slasher where you're like oh, i can't wait to see all these kids get got like fuck these kids let's kill them all no you want good things to happen for every single one of these kids even the ones that are kind of a little maybe the bad kids are, you know the kids who have the hand they don't feel like bad kids they're just kids, kids. making mistakes you know fucking around
1: it's a yeah it's a movie like i i'm a i'm a sucker for like i feel like this is kind of an a24 thing where you start out your movie and then the first five minutes something happens that just makes you go Mm -hmm. and then they kind of ride that like clenched fist of like oh fuck like they're doing this in the first five minutes like what's going to happen next and like then use that time to introduce the characters because they know you're going to be paying attention, like mm-hmm. hoping, like wondering what's going to happen next. And usually just as you're starting to be like, okay, well, it's very plot driven. Then that's when they just start like hammering it. Yeah. And uh, is it a pattern? Yeah. Like it's definitely a template. It's definitely a formula that like a lot of these like a 24 movies follow, but it works. Yeah. And also, the specifics of how they do it are like you never quite expect what is going to happen. And yeah, this movie is definitely like, you know, it's a possession movie with teenagers. Like, you know, things aren't going to go well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, when it's time to get brutal, it does like it, it's, you know, cringe in your seat, hands over your eyes, like, oh, oh, no, like it goes there. Yeah. Like the first two times I watched it because I saw it at South by and then I saw it at like a late night free screen, advanced screening at Screenland. And both times I sat next to Tim, the founder of Downright Creepy. And both times we like reacted to all this stuff as though it was our first time seeing it like, oh, oh, we forgot about that part. Oh no. So, you know, like even knowing some of it was coming didn't help. It's still just as visceral as the first time you see it. And yeah, it, Oh it's just it's really good I think. Uh
1: 2023 uh the year of facial trauma.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the oh. year I learned how easy it is for eyeballs to come out. And actually I learned that from watching the uh wrestling series Tales <laughs> from the Territories where like in multiple episodes they talk about people's eyeballs coming out and I was like they come out that easily? <laughs> Apparently so.
1: <laughs> I the the turns like the unsuspected turns this movie makes i i think are what really set it above where mm-hmm. you get and it's also the you're never quite sure what's going on like it, it's definitely like one of those there is a, a a lengthy period of time where you're not sure um whether things are happening to Mia or if it's just like what's going on with her mm-hmm. like inside her head
0: yeah And Sophie Wilde, who plays Mia, is so good. She does such a great job. And I think um, the directors really fought for her. Like, they were kind of being pressured to put somebody more famous in there. And they were like, no, we want her. And I don't know if you've gotten a chance to listen to any interviews with them. Their excitement is just infectious. Like, they are just delightful, tiny little Australians who are just so excited to be here. Uh But in particular, one interview that I listened to, um, they mentioned so in the possession scenes, like sometimes they get you got these are really young actors and haven't done a lot of work either. And some of these possession scenes are embarrassing. And so I guess to prepare in rehearsal, everyone had to act out everyone's possession scene, including the directors did it like everyone just did it in front of everyone, did everyone's scene so that everyone had done whatever the ask was so there was less embarrassment on set or whatever um i just think that was neat but and it sounds like they just created a really comfortable and fun set which i think is good to hear
1: it is it like and that's the thing it's like you totally watching this like you get caught up in the enthusiasm of mm-hmm. these kids as they go through the possession stuff like you understand like watching it it's like oh yeah like obviously would i do it I- watching a 40 year
0: old 40 something no as a 20 something as a teen for sure well i was a scaredy cat but maybe i I would have at least been there and watched people do it
1: uh yeah i definitely would have hung out and it would have been like one of those things where it's just like all it takes is like one extra beer and you're just like fuck it let's go yeah and the way that like it's so going back to like the fact that this is their first feature like it doesn't look like a first feature like the possession Mm -hmm. scenes are shot like they obviously know how to do social media and like make this look but I mean it feels like you're actually at a real party and Mm -hmm. all of that but like the way they shoot the possessions and like the camera tilt and like the responses of everybody it just it it's infectious like it legitimately just it's such a well made film like it i feel like that's always like the downside to like debut features is that they don't they either look amazing but are kind of hollow at at the center or they have like a lot to say but they look kind of banal this mm-hmm. one nails both i mean like yeah. obviously it's got some issues um i feel like miranda otto's character like the mom is just it's almost like they don't know how to write adults
0: yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, I, w- I was excited to see her cause I love her, but yeah. yeah, it's not the greatest character. I will say one of my favorite parts is there's like this montage in the middle of possessions and it's like a fun party montage. Like you might find in just a teen movie, <laughs> except it's a possession, a fun possession montage. And you're just like, yes, that does look fun. Look at them. They're singing, they're doing voices. The way the camera is moving is like a music video. It was, yeah really fun part of it
1: um there is a great speaking speaking of singing along there is a great use of chandelier in this mm-hmm. movie <laughs> that will that that is used brilliantly and then uh yeah, yeah. it might be triggering now honestly
0: so. <laughs> yeah another example of uh, just an everyday song being ruined by being made terrifying in a movie
1: (laughs) uh in terms of like acting and stuff like that uh big props to joe bird who plays um jade's younger brother riley he Mm -hmm. he has to like shoulder a lot of stuff in this movie and just nails it
0: yeah yeah he does a great job everyone does such a great job it's wild um i will say i don't want to spoil the ending so i'm going to be careful but in my second viewing of this in the theater people cheered at the at the outcome for mia and i was like what like that's not the i i was like i think you guys missed the point like i don't understand you know it was a really full theater and people were really excited and it, i was just like oh my god you're cheering about no you've missed the entire point of this like this is not we're not happy about oh yeah so <laughs> i don't know what they were going through with that but i was like no
1: yeah i don't think you got the addiction metaphor
0: yeah and i mean like like, that
1: that is sort of like a big part of like how the movie ends is definitely like a uh, it's a you know too much of a good thing um -hmm. sort of yeah it's just oh
0: yeah yeah it's it's a really affecting movie after i saw it at south by i had just like the saddest dream i woke up in the morning and i was just so devastatingly sad i can't really remember what it was now that i can kind of remember the themes but i was just like sad yeah so it's no. just you know a weird you you could leave this movie really feeling your feelings depending on your life experience so just I was, guess, be aware of that
1: <laughs> Yeah, i mean that was 100 part of me like i walked out of that movie and i was just like whoa i wasn't like it's you know your mileage may vary i guess but yeah mm-hmm. it's definitely like a film that like i walked out of and i was just like i i i need a minute like i can't just go straight home after this yeah <laughs> like like i need i need some decompression time uh it's it's it'll get you in your feels like mm-hmm. all kinds of different things like depending on your reaction to you know loss, addiction yeah. uh the anger management like it,
0: yeah yeah. Um, so I've no you know, obviously we, uh, I'm sure if you are a horror fan on the internet, you've seen people saying this is the scariest movie of 2023. This is the best movie of 2023. Like the hype machine is chugging on this. And then, I, and like, I get that. Do I think, was I scared? No, but I would never play that game. So it's not scary to me. Like the scenes are scary. I can see scary quote unquote. And I definitely reacted, but did I go home scared? No. Um, but I've seen people who are like, oh, I hated it. And I'm like, did you hate it or did you hate that it hyped you up and then you didn't feel how you thought you were going to feel? And I'm not saying you can't hate this movie. Obviously, anyone can hate anything. But I think some people hear the hype and then they just get so mad that it was hyped that they're like, well, actually, I hated it.
1: Yeah, no. Is it the scariest or the best? I don't know at this point like we're we're only in it's hard to say we're only in the first week of august folks like there's yeah. there's there's still all of october to come exactly um who knows what we may get but uh, like thus far it is definitely a movie that i've i've thought about a lot and mm-hmm. since i since i saw it a couple of days ago and have really been like it definitely like affected me in some way which i think is maybe the best compliment you can give a movie like is that like afterwards you're just like i i, I need some time to process this
0: yeah
1: like it actually did something mm-hmm. but yeah like regardless of what the hype is it is totally worth seeing as you said yeah. definitely worth seeing with a crowd mm-hmm. um but i think it's a movie that will Based on like what I've heard from the directors, it is definitely like they put a lot of work into it and I feel like will reward multiple viewings, especially home viewings, like because like the design mm-hmm. of that hand, um, like they wanted it to look like it had been around for a while, which I really, and it does, it doesn't yeah. look like a prop, it looks like something they found in a store.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you really kind of believe it's been passed kid to kid. And yes. they're make the, you know, everybody's just like, here are the rules, but they don't really know. They just know the rules the person before them told them. So they're just kind of making up what they think the rules are, what they think might happen if you go over 90 seconds or whatever they don't know till it happens.
1: Yeah. It's, it's super. Yeah. Oh, man. At some point, somebody's going to start making reproduction hands. uh, Yes. Will I buy one? Probably not.
0: Maybe. 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 I've
1: got shelf space behind me. It would look
0: nice on my Halloween table.
1: Very much so.
0: If it could hold a candle. Useful.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's out now in theaters from A24.
0: Yeah, hopefully it's still playing in your theater. I think it opened pretty decent. Um, for being hot on the heels of Barbenheimer. And uh, so it hopefully is still playing in some theaters, so you can still catch it.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, worth noting, um, they they evidently, if you if that opening sequence messed you up as much as it messed us up, yeah. uh, you'll be happy to know that they shot like an entire like prequel-ish thing um for that that'll tell you like the backstory that leads up to that. And they had so many sequences they wanted to put in this movie that they couldn't. They've basically got a sequel written, so nice. or they're started on a sequel, I guess. but like definitely the the prequel will come out at some point,
0: yeah. I'm excited. I'll watch it. i'm I'm ready for whatever these guys have. And as much as I want more in this universe, I'm whatever whatever they might be working on from any angle of horror, I think they've really got some talent, I think they're directors to watch,
1: Absolutely. so so go check it out
0: yeah we give it all the thumbs up
1: so what else should you watch if you like it
0: well i went i see that we went from different angles which is good i went for other australian horror movies that maybe you missed or didn't know about um so first up is the loved ones which you can rent or i think it's on paramount plus um it's it's another sort of teen thing and it's weird and it's Australian and it's fun and gross and upsetting. Um, also this one is for those who like things very brutal, which is Wolf Creek, which I think has a a couple of, it's at least got one sequel. It's also a series, which I've watched and it's, you know, a serial killer murderer in the outback. People get lost out there. This guy finds them. It's a bad scene. It's very brutal, very gory. Um, uh, Wolf Creek the original one is on voodoo to be in Pluto. I'm not sure where everything else is living now. The series was on Shudder but I kind of don't think it is anymore. But it's a it's sun-soaked, blood-soaked murder, brutal brutality.
1: Uh I went with a couple of possession movies. Uh one the the really over the top one is Sam Raimi's uh Drag Me to Hell, um mm-hmm. which is available for rental everywhere. Um and i feel like that is a movie that people appreciate more and more as time goes on um uh, and also uh it follows um which is uh teens and possessions uh and whatnot and you can either rent that or you can watch it on hulu um and i would recommend that you do so
0: i love that one so much
1: now it's time for i'll be right back what do we have coming up that is spooky
0: um i i think next weekend i'm doing something that i would never have signed up to do but somehow i'm doing Uh, my friend lisa has some friends who are into ghost hunting and paranormal exploration and she has invited me to join them for something i have no details for just a date and that we're gonna do something so stay tuned i don't know you know with no real plan maybe it's not really happening i have it marked on the calendar we'll see what happens (laughs) and then the week after that i'm going to eureka springs arkansas which is a highly haunted town so i consider it spooky even though it's not the point of the trip but spookiness will happen how about you
1: um i have not a lot spooky going on uh i've uh we are currently in the lead up to spooky season so uh cadaver records the place i do uh press i do like product write-ups for their website has a bunch of new stuff coming out so i getting i'm getting regular um like we transfer drops of spooky stories to listen to and talk about um which is great um just uh it's kind of my favorite freelance job <laughs> because it's just like yeah. you get to walk laps in my basement and listen to weird spooky things in my headphones uh also the lawrence public library uh has like a really excellent selection of uh horror blu-rays and dvds and things like that coming in and so um the label offshoot of dvd online dvd blu-ray seller diabolic dvd um cauldron films um put out american rickshaw um which is a movie i've only ever heard of um and it's on blu-ray and i got it from the yes. library and i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna watch that tonight um i'm very excited about it um but other than that uh no I'm, I'm waiting for a bunch of books to show up in the mail more than anything else which is why i i'm kind of like well when they show up then i will have all kinds of spooky readings to talk about yeah.
0: I did forget to mention that I did get a horror book it's a it's a collection of stories it's called haunted reels and it's oh. curated by David David Lawson jr who is I believe the producer on the rustic films films and so it's got stories by Justin Benson C. Robert Cargill BJ Colangelo um Aaron Morehouse all kinds of horror folks Gigi Saul Guerrero it looks cool i haven't started it yet but it's just short stories um graham skipper yeah it's I'm excited.
1: About yeah it. all the people who are involved in that I need, to, I need to get my hands on that um yeah kind of excited about it
0: i think they just they got bored during COVID and they all wrote stories
1: great they all know how to tell stories they all know how to tell stories like yeah. both you know in, in both senses of the word
0: yeah all right well thanks for listening to this episode of the carnage report You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage, and we can be reached via email at carnagereportpod at gmail.com. If you'd like to make any suggestions for upcoming episodes or just share your thoughts, we'd be happy to hear them.
1: We've got stickers. Um, You can email us or reach out to us on the socials and we'll get a sticker or a few out to you. Uh, we also have a few buttons. So if you see a person, be sure to ask for some. I actually still have some sticker packs and whatnot left over from Crypticon. They're just hanging out in my bag. So there is a 90% chance that if you see me, it just like ask me and I will run to my car and give you swag.
0: Nice. All the music in this episode and all of our episodes is by Steve Spacek, Nick's brother, who you can find on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at Um,
1: Julie, where can they find you on socials?
0: I am Dark Humor Girl everywhere you are looking. Um, Who knows what internet sites will be real forever, but uh, if you put in that name and you see a girl with orange hair, it's me. And Nick, how about you?
1: I can be found on Twitter. I won't call it the other name. No, uh, never at Nuthouse Punks. You can find me on Instagram at Mouse. Uh You can find me on at Nuthouse Punks on Blue Sky as well. Um, it's starting to take off. It is. I need to spend more time over there. I see. I I, I kind of like how it works. It's a little weird right now, but um, yeah. I I am I am enjoying it. The more people that join.
0: Yeah, for sure. And we will be back next episode with another roundup of the latest news in horror. And we will be talking about They Cloned Tyrone, directed by Jewel Taylor and streaming on Netflix. Nick, what's it about?
1: A series of eerie events thrusts an unlikely trio onto the trail of a nefarious government conspiracy in this pulpy mystery caper that doesn't even begin to sum up what it is. Um, you should watch it and then meet us back here in two weeks. Uh, when we talk about it
0: yeah i'm excited i haven't watched it yet but i've heard such good things so
1: so, until then thanks for listening everybody
0: thanks everyone bye-bye bye